Oh, geez, I'm being haunted. Carol blinked several times and tried to refocus her eyes on the wet pavement that was whipping by at a good twenty miles over the advised speed limit. Her involuntary shuddering at her ex-boss's image had nearly shaken the Honda off the road and into a stand of fall-blooming hollyhocks that hadn't yet blossomed, but whose buds were almost bursting off the stem with the promise of new color. Such happiness did not suit her mood. Post-traumatic stress disorder, she announced to the universe, though she suspected that the starry vastness was uncaring. Carol had been alone so much lately that she had taken to talking to herself. She had no one else. She was avoiding her family and being reluctantly shunned by her wage-slave peers. And deservedly so. Her hysterical catharsis at the faculty welcome dinner had been a summary example of professional Harry Carey carried out in full view of the entire documents department. It had been momentarily satisfying, seeing F. Christian Merriweather fall on his chauvinistic butt, blinded with potato salad, but the public act of rage had left others with no choice but to quarantine her the moment word of it spread. And it had spread, with a speed that shamed a pandemic. She was now a leper, as welcome as flu or cold sores, To be seen with her was like being in contact with a highly contagious venereal disease, but far more damaging to one's career, which was why she was on a waterlogged back road in the middle of a torrential storm trying to find some old plantation in Bumblefart, Virginia. She was fleeing the consequences of her dramatic and extremely public resignation from the historical society and seeking asylum in a new world. Until that Armageddonist day when she attacked her employer, Carol had considered it an interesting but irrelevant bit of trivia that the average working woman reached job burnout somewhere in her late thirties when, typically, she hit a glass ceiling in her career or her biological clock started chirping its insistent wake-up call. Irrelevant because it didn't seem to have anything to do with her life. She was barely thirty and had no urge for children— though the notion of getting a dog had growing appeal. They were loyal and true, and asked for no more than some pats and kibble. Of course, she had always realized that every human had a breaking point, a time of potential personal and professional midlife calamity, when an emotional critical mass could be reached, but she'd had her zero hour scheduled for years in the future, say, around forty, when she would have the financial means of coping with it in some societally approved manner. The traditional methods for dealing with breakdown varied with gender, of course. Men bought sports cars and took up with young bimbos. Women had babies or went for facelifts at spas in foreign countries. Given a choice, Caro planned to cross gender lines and go for the car. That seemed a better investment. But it wasn't cheap to go nuts— and it would have worked out better if she'd had a couple or ten years more to plan for her madness, or if she had a better credit rating. Unfortunately, fate was ready to destroy her before her savings account was secure. Statistically, Carol was too young to go Nova, so she wasn't prepared. She wasn't vested in her pension plan. She didn't have a stock portfolio. She hadn't even gotten around to planning for a maternity leave. 
As a part-time employee, she didn't have a health plan, so there was no option even of COBRA payments while she found another job. All she had was a liberal arts degree, and they didn't shell out big bucks for that in this economy. But her emotions hadn't cared about finances or statistics. They'd seen another person's name at the top of the magazine article claiming all the research she had submitted to her supposed mentor and boss for evaluation and made an intuitive but accurate leap of understanding that she had again been used just like in college when her professor had stolen her term paper and published it under his own name. Years of pent-up frustrations were vented on her ex-boss in one ballistic explosion. She had been possessed by a demon, had spoken in tongues. She had actually resorted to violence, a thing anathema to her family.'